I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Tuesday, May the 17th. And we come off an off day. What a treat, huh? Went to bed early last night. Feel refreshed, rejuvenated, ready for the Phillies to play some more baseball. As you know, it's uh, it hasn't sucked for the last week. What a, a novel concept. The Phillies have not sucked. They have won two series in a row, both road series. Start a big one at home tonight uh, against the San Diego Padres. A three-game series here against the Padres. And then the three uh, against the Dodgers at home. So home and home uh, last weekend, this weekend with the Dodgers. So six straight games there. Then they go right to Atlanta on Monday. So four straight in Atlanta. Then three straight in New York against the Mets. Then they come home again for three against San Francisco, which means the Phillies do not have an off day again until Thursday, June the 2nd. The next time the Phillies will be off will be Thursday, June 2nd. All right? Go time. Time to make a little run of it. So before the next off day, the Phillies will play three against the Padres, three against the Dodgers, four against the Braves, three against the Mets, three against the Giants. That is a gauntlet, folks. That's what we call a gauntlet. That is definitively a gauntlet. They're in the middle of a gauntlet, though. You know, we go back. We've talked about how long the stretch of baseball is that is um is tough. And they're right in the thick of it now. As you know, after that, then they get an off day, but then it's the Angels, the Brewers, the Diamondbacks, um, all who've been playing good baseball, particularly the Angels and the Brewers. So, you know, it's a real stretch here. This is a, a make-or-break type of stretch for this team. Look, I wouldn't say, you know, make-or-break in terms of seasons over if they struggle over the next few weeks, um, which I don't expect them to or anything like that, but not season over type of stuff, but like we've talked about, you know, with the Mets out in front of the division, a sizable lead so far, you know, you need to start beating the Mets, you need to start winning some of these games, you need to start winning some division games, you need to start racking up some W's, winning some series, the fact that the Phillies, for the first time all season, have won back-to-back series, and it just happened in Seattle and in LA, you know, it says something, it says the team needs to be better, 17 and 18, not good enough, as we know, but they need to start to string some consecutive series together. Start to win some games on a consistent basis. And we're hoping that's what that West Coast trip was. We're hoping that after that all-time horrendous loss at home against the Mets, that that it kind of has uh, spurred something. That And, you know, 
As we've talked about so many times over the last years, we were always waiting for these moments, these things to, you know, be the inciting incident, as it were. The, oh, now they're going to be good because X happened thing. Um, and we're hoping that that's the thing. And we're hoping that there can ever be a thing that actually incites this team to play better on a consistent basis. So we'll see. Fingers crossed. I think you're certainly coming off that road trip. You have to feel good comparative to what you were, you know, a few weeks ago, right? You know, again, I think if you want to look at this season overall and say, hey, they're 17 and 18, um, they're a flawed team. You know, I don't like the manager. The bullpen is a problem again, blah, blah, blah. I think you'd say that stuff, and it's fair. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to fight with you. I think it's, uh, for the most part, a fair statement. But at the same time, you can also say, hey, they're only 17 and 18, 35 games in the season. 35 out of 162 is is but a blip. And they're finally starting to get going. I mean, offensively, all of a sudden, I mean, they're, they've become one of the best teams in baseball. You know, literally one of the best teams in baseball from an offensive perspective, which is, you know, I, I'm not going to lie, it's a little shocking. You know, I don't think we uh, we saw that coming when we were – you know, freaking out about where the offense was over the last few weeks, you know. Um, and yes, they. I think the lack of consistency is certainly an issue at times, as again, they have had eight games this season where they have scored less, uh, one run or less, and that is clearly unacceptable. But I mean, if you pull up like season leaders in, in statistical categories, you know, the Phillies have the best OPS in baseball. In all of baseball. They have a 750 OPS. That's best. They have a 431 slugging percentage. Guess what? Best in baseball. Best in baseball. They have the best OPS in baseball. They have the second best team average in baseball, only behind the Rockies. They have the best slugging percentage. I mean, somehow, some way. This uh, quote-unquote struggling Phillies lineup after a good West Coast trip is leading baseball and everything. Fifth in runs. You know, I mean, from an offensive perspective, all of a sudden this team is clicking. (laughs) Hey, buddy, let's go. Let's take it. This is what we need. And look, they have a great offensive road trip. They go 5-2. and And could have been 7-0. and Certainly should have been 6-1. and We all know that last game against the Dodgers, the Knable blow. Like, you know, we know we should have won that game. But you could argue they could have won the, the game they lost in Seattle, too. The 5-4 loss with Aaron Nola dribblers going right and left and just a lot of, not a lot of luck going the Phillies' way that night. They lost. Don't get me wrong. A loss is a loss. But, you know, they were in it. They weren't blown out. They had some really impressive wins on the trip. The 9 nothing win, the 8-3 win. You know, I think that you come out of this road trip feeling really good. You know, I think you should feel really good about the Phils. Now, let, let's be honest, there's definitely things to be concerned about. You know, I mentioned it before, but I'm still not even close to sold on the manager. I'm, I'm still not even close to, to okay with the manager. I think the manager is one of the biggest issues with the team. But again, you, you don't lose that many games because you're manager. But, you know, I'm still not a fan of the in-game decisions, the bullpen decisions, the when to take the starter in and out, the pinch inning decisions, the general vibe that he gives off in terms of in-game and all that stuff. But, you know, you could say Girardi's bad. I'm with it. 
And the bullpen, I think, is, you know, clearly becoming a real concern again, where at times they've looked good, but really too many high-profile blow-ups, and Knable now with two big-blown saves in the last week and a half. Familia has become unpitchable in high-leverage situations. Jose Alvarado should have been unpitchable in high-leverage situations if his manager didn't love putting him in those situations, but... You know, you look at this staff. I mean, Brad Hand's been getting outs, but it never really feels like he's you know dominant. Honestly, outside of Sir Anthony Dominguez, I think you could say there's no one in the bullpen you feel great about. You know, there are guys you feel decent about. There are guys you feel okay about. And there are guys we're incredibly nervous about. I think the only guy you look at and say, wow, that guy's looked awesome is Sir Anthony. I think he's the only one. So that's a concern. Now, I will say on the the flip side of that, you know, if you have to say, all right, what's one issue that is the easiest to adjust on the fly and fix in season with a trade or two? It's the bullpen. So I think from that perspective, that's a a real positive, you know. I think you are able to adjust that. You know, that that is fixable. That is something you can change as the season progresses. So, you know, that's a positive. And and I do think that you can get more out of some of the guys you got there. But I think the bullpen's a concern. But outside of that, man, I think you you feel great about where the offense is at. Again, all of a sudden, you know, they're leading a lot of categories in baseball. They're top five in everything. You know, Harper obviously had to miss Sunday's game and potentially today's game. We'll see how that plays out with the PRP injection. But Harper is... Looking like MVP Bryce Harper. You know, I think he's fifth in the National League and more, and he hasn't played the field. It's pretty nuts since April, you know, mid-April. You know, Segura is locked in. We talked about it a lot yesterday, but, you know, a lot of this offense is locked in right now, and there's real upside. There's real. This lamp is potent, man. When this lamp's going, especially, you know, when you got guys like Segura and Boehm contributing consistently and then you get the Camargos here and there or you get the you know the little bits that you get from from those type of guys and then on those times when Hoskins is hot it's like whoa buddy and then you know that's the thing is Hoskins is going to be hot and then he'll cool down but then Schwarber will heat up and you think Reese looks hot when he's hot Kyle Schwarber can own the league when he's hot again he did last June and I know Schwarber has been a a disappointment for a lot of people so far, and and I can't argue with that. He does have nine home runs, you know, quietly, you know, tied for the team lead with Harper, and you know, one of the best in baseball quietly. But having said that, you know, he still is, um, he's still struggling. There's no question. Reese was struggling. Reese finally heating up a bit, at batting at the top of the lineup, all that stuff. By the way, Reese played really good defense this year too, comparatively. I mean, especially when it comes to stretches, I've been really impressed with Reese's ability to to pick it at first base, so to speak, compared to the past, at least. And on the whole, defensively, you know, this team hasn't been nearly as bad as we expected. You know, I think there were some early hiccups defensively, and it kind of played in a little confirmation bias for what we expected heading into the season, a you know disastrous defense and all that stuff. And it really did look like it was heading in that direction. Then all of a sudden, you know, they've, they've kind of, Righted the ship almost defensively. They are a better defensive ball club than they were before. And I don't think they're good. I don't feel confident about it. But I definitely feel like they're passable defensively now. That's a positive. And I think the starting rotation for the most part has been pretty good. I feel good about Nola. He's been way better than I expect him to be now. 
It's not his fault that every time he leaves a game, they blow it. I mean, that's unbelievable. I think they're, what, 1-7 and seven or something, and Nola starts this year? It's unbelievable because he's been very good. You know, a couple bad outings, but for the most part, Nola has been dynamite. I mean, that start they just blew in L.A., he was great. Nola was great in that game. He really was. Big outs, big strikeouts, strong showing. It's a really good lineup on the road. I was I was super impressed with Aaron Nola in that game. It was great. They blew it for him. It happens. But I feel good about Nola. I feel good about where Wheeler is. You know, he seemed to really show some progress. I'm starting to feel good about once he really gets rolling and in shape. You know, Rangers starting to figure it out. Now, there have been some struggles from Rangers, some early game struggles. But, you know, last inning, figure it out when seven. Hopefully, it seems like he's training in the right direction. Gibby, coming off his worst outing of the season. For the most part, has been all you want out of Kyle Gibson in that role. Zach Eflin, really the big question mark there. And, you know, the COVID list has been out. We're hoping to see Eflin back. Um, in the near future, potentially even tonight. So we'll see how that shakes out. Um, not official yet, but I think there's a chance that we see Eflin tonight. Either way, um, you know, Eflin the one, I think you would be um, at least somewhat concerned about comparatively. Um, but, you know, Eflin has been, you know, good in the past. And I, I feel confident that Eflin can figure it out and, and be good, especially in a contract year. So, you know, if th- those all pieces kind of all come together. I mean, you're talking about. Um, a team that, that can be in a really nice spot and a team that has a real chance to you know, potentially make some noise moving forward. You know, as they are not, like, out of it. Let's take a look around baseball and then we'll look ahead to the Padres. But, um, you know, if you look at the division, they are five and a half games back of the Mets right now. The Mets are 23-13, and 13, which is annoying because that's a damn good record. Phillies are 17-18. and 18. They're five and a half back. Miami is six and a half back at 16 and 19. The Braves at 16 and 20 are seven back, so two and a half back of the Phillies. Uh, you look around the rest of the National League, uh, Brewers also 23 and 13, just continue to win baseball games. The Brewers, just a good organization, man. And they're coming to town, like we just talked about, in the very near future. So that's a tough series coming up. Cardinals three games back at 19 15, then the rest of that division is uh, trash and trash and trash here. As the Pirates actually in third, then the Cubs, and then the Reds with nine wins on the season. Nine and 26 for the Cincinnati Reds. Disgrace of an organization what they did this offseason. Out west, the Dodgers, a half game up on the Padres, but they're 22 and 12. Three of those losses from the Phillies, thank you very much. And uh, let's do the same to the Padres, who are 22 and 13 coming to town. Half game back of the uh, Dodgers there. And then, of course, the Giants, who have coming to town next week. Are uh, are twenty one and fourteen, or the week after, whatever it is. So twenty one and fourteen. So they're a game and a half back of the Dodgers, but all three of those teams way out in front of the Phillies. Diamondbacks eighteen and eighteen, so a game better than the Phillies and the Rockies seventeen and eighteen. So they have the same record as the Phillies, yet they are in last place in the NOS. So that's a tough spot for them. Um, quick look at the AL. Uh, Yankees continue to just win games. The Yankees are twenty six and nine this season, the best record in baseball by a few games. Um, Way out in front. The Rays are 21 and 15. They're five and up back. So the Rays are as far back in their division as the Phillies, yet the Rays are 21 and 15. The Phillies are 17 and 18. So, you know, you take it. Um, Blue Jays, a couple games back of that. Red Sox, tough season for the Red Sox so far. 14 and 21. Not going the way they hoped and expected. Twins out in front of the AL Central, 21 and 15. The White Sox, the favorite in that division, three games back. The Indians half game back of that. Then the Royals and uh, Tigers really struggling. 
Houston out in front in the West, tied with the Angels. Um, and, of course, like we said, the Angels also coming to town next week. So just a gauntlet of teams, but 23-13 for Houston, 24-14 and 14 for the Angels. Then the rest of that division way back. Seattle, Texas both seven games back. Oakland, nine games back. So, um, you know, but the Phillies are right there in it. You know, only two and a half back in the wild card, three back in the wild card right there um, from the rest of the NL teams as uh, that third wild card playing a role there as they would be a few more back if it weren't for that. But, um, you know, looking okay. They're, they're kind of plodding along here. And, again, I think they're starting to, to to figure it out a bit, particularly from an offensive perspective. And and that's huge. That, that's that's what when you turn corners. And, again, we're only 35 games into a 162-game season. We've talked about this so much this year, particularly early when they were really struggling. But, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, we wait so long for baseball season to start and we love it so much and we want to overreact to everything we see. It's natural. It's It makes sense. You know, it's all we've got. So we want to take that and just overreact to it as much as we possibly can when in reality, as we know, and we remember it every year and we remind ourselves every year and it's still, we're human. We're only human. We only do what we can do here. Um, but you know, we really do have to remember to step back and say, it's early, it's early, it's early, it's early, it's early, it's early, it's early. Cause it's so early still. We're still in the middle of May. There's still a lot of baseball left again, 35 into 162. And it seems like the Phillies are starting to figure it out a little bit. And we're hoping that's where they're at, that this is the beginning of something where they can really put the pieces together and play more consistent baseball and just be one of those teams that wins more often than they don't, you know? I know that's uh, complicated, but start winning some games. Start winning some series. Start putting some consistency together. You know, they just started with a slow streak. It happens. Now get on a hot one. You're 5-2 and two in your last seven. Coming off the West Coast trip. Let's go. It's time to start making, uh, making some hay here. It's starting to turn the corner a little bit and let people know, hey, the Phillies are here and they are good and they are real. Um, all right, let's look into the series with the Padres. Again, a big series with the first or a half game back, but a potentially first place type team out in the NL West. They've been playing great, great baseball. As again, they have been much better than the Phillies so far this season. Padres, uh, a 645 tonight, 645 tomorrow, then a 105 on Thursday. A nice business person special on Thursday will be fun. Uh, tonight, uh, we're still waiting to see if Wheeler's ready, hoping that it'll be Wheeler pitching tonight. If not, you know, the Phillies will find a way with the bullpen game or something along those lines. Uh, luckily, we do have Wheeler going tomorrow, um, which will be helpful. Then Gibby on Thursday. Mike Clevenger going for the Padres, uh, of course, former Indian. Really good pitcher, but coming off missing a whole year uh, last year with the injury and all that. So we'll see. Clevenger has not gotten back to where he will eventually be, I would think, but you know, it's a, a a winnable matchup for the Phillies, of course. You know, bullpen game. We'll see. Wheeler tomorrow against Blake Snell. You love that matchup. Snell has really not been as good as, as when he was with the Rays, so that's a nice one there. But Snell still has the potential to be nasty. And then Gibson versus Darvish, that is definitely a mismatch. Um, but it's baseball, so, you know, stuff happens. So you really got to uh, get out to a nice start tonight. You know, I think that's an important thing to do against a good Padres baseball team coming to down. And also a good thing to do coming off of, you know, winning winning a series, winning back-to-back series on the road, beating the Dodgers, like, you know, carry that momentum for once. 
grab something good and use it as fuel, like move forward in a positive way. I know this has been such a, uh, um, something that just you never do as a team, but um, big series here. I really want to see the Phillies win a series, uh, you know, and not just because, you know, I want them to keep winning games, you know, because I think this would be a real, real testament that, that they are starting to turn a corner. If they can go and have that West Coast series and then come back and, and handle the Padres two or three, I think you feel good about that. You know, and then you gotta handle the Dodgers after that, and then you get the Mets, you get the Braves, and you got all this stuff. Like it's not easy, it's hard. I get it. No off days till June second. I get it. But handle business. Start showing us that you're a good baseball team. Beat some of these good teams. You know, so far they've you know, done okay against the good teams, I suppose. It's been a lot of bad ones on the schedule so far. So, um, you know, than the Mets. So it's going to be a big one. Padres, again, have been playing really good baseball. 22 wins on the season. Uh, we'll get to see Aaron Nola's brother, Austin Nola, catcher, for the Padres. Uh, but, you know, it's one of those lineups that um, doesn't overwhelm you, really. Um, you know, Eric Hosmer at first, fine. You know, Jake Cronenworth, nice little player at second. Uh, or sure, it'll move him around. You know, um, Kim, nice old player. Manny Machado has really been the the star of the Padres this year. The potentially the best player in the National League so far. Machado on the season, three fifty nine batting average, a ten twenty nine OPS this season for Machado. Seven homers, twenty three RBI. He has been six steals. He's been awesome. Manny Machado has been an absolute stud. For the Padres this year, really, you know, it's so funny. We think back about the Machado Harper thing, and um, both guys ended up being awesome. <laughs> How often do you have those type of either or free agency type of things where they're two stars of free agency and they both get a ton of money? It feels like you know, usually both guys aren't great. In this case, they've been great, and Machado particularly great this season. But where the Padres are really, really great is the starting rotation. Now the Phillies get lucky. They miss Sean Manaya. They miss Joe Musgrove. That is really big deal. Those are their two best pitchers. I mean, you could argue Darvish, but so far I would say Musgrove and Darvish are the two best guys. Philly's actually lucky with getting Clevenger back. Clevenger's been okay so far this season. Hasn't had a lot of, of outings, so to speak, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes. But they have a really good bullpen. I mean, Taylor Rogers on the back end, one of the better closers in baseball. Um, 15 games this season. He's got a .6 ERA. I'll play. I'll play. Stammen in the bullpen's a stud. Luis Garcia's in the bullpen's very good. Um, they're a talented team. They're a talented team, particularly the staff. The pitching staff is is legit. You know, I think you worry about the staff. And and they've gotten hits. they gotten wins. Trent Grisham, Will Myers. they got dudes. Jerks and Profar has been very good for them so far this year. Jorge Alfaro, we'll probably see him one of the three games, our old friend Jorge. Um, but on the whole, there's a good Padres baseball team, you know, and, and they were good to start the year last year and then kind of fell apart as the season progressed, ultimately ending with a worse uh, record than the Phillies. But but this year they've been pretty strong from the jump. Again, 22-14, and 14, they are uh, half game back of the Dodgers out there. It is one of the... Uh, Three best records in the National League. One of the better records in baseball. This Dodgers team has been no joke this year. They've been a legitimate, legitimate team. And uh, again, it's a big spot. This Philly Scotland, this schedule is is really intense. I mean, you know, you got the Mets, then the Mariners, then the Dodgers. We're done with that part of the gauntlet. 
But again, other than the Mariners, the Dodgers and Mets, two of the two best records in the National League, along with the Brewers. Um, and then, you know, you got this stretch against the Padres, but then the Dodgers come to town. You get the Braves, the Mets, the Giants, the Angels, the Brewers. I mean, it's it's tough, man. It is a really tough stretch of baseball. And, you know, again, it's not make or break in terms of season over if they don't get it done here, but it is make or break in terms of... of you know, it could be make or break in terms of the division, and it could be make or break in terms of you know kind of this fan base willing to to buy back in on this team as the season progresses. You know, if they can't get going a little bit and grab onto some of these moments and grab onto some of these series wins and and make the fan base feel like there's a reason for them to log in, because they already lost from the start of the season. We were all jacked up and ready to roll, and then they start slow, and I, I do think they lost some people. And people will come back if you win games, but you gotta win games. You gotta prove that you can compete. You gotta prove that you're real. Because it's been so long since the Phillies actually were real. It's been so long. So the Phillies have, sadly for them, gotten to the point where they have to prove it to us. They have to, they have to convince us to commit to this team for the season. Not me, not you listening to this, but the the fans, the general fans. And and this stretch here, you know, this, you know, gauntlet. Could really go a long way towards telling us what they are. Look, they could struggle here and then figure it out later and still be a good team like the Braves last year, late figuring it out. But um, I really do think that if they can navigate their way through this super, super tough stretch of baseball in in a even a, a mildly positive way, I think the impact for the rest of the season could be monstrous. So big one tonight for the Phillies against the Padres, no matter what happens, of course. We will be at we will be back to react to it tomorrow. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 network. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.